0: what's going on world welcome to another edition of the principles experience Uh, this is the 17th episode and today i want to talk about fundamental analysis and i'm so grateful that you all are listening or watching this content right now and i wanted to explain specifically how to use fundamental analysis you know when investing in companies and giving you some idea of different liquidity ratios, profitability ratios that you can use when evaluating and making those, making that decision. Now, when you're making an investment decision on a company, a mutual or index fund, it's important to do the research. Now, on episode three, I did mention the importance of evaluating financial statements. Um, also, looking at the management team of the companies before you make an investment decision but I didn't really go over my process of how to use fundamental analysis and and how I use it. And in this episode, I'm going to explain the ratios and I'm going to talk on specifically what you would see on a financial statement and also how you can look at a company and see how they operate. But to see a visual of a detailed explanation of my research process and I also I uh, have some examples that I'm gonna go over through this audio. But if you want to visually see me going through the process of looking at the company's financial statement and sharing my screen, uh, you'll have to go to my YouTube. And as you all know, my YouTube channel is Kevin N. Jenkins. I'm going to put the link tree in the notes uh, at the at the uh, at the completion of this episode. I'll put that in the show notes, and I'll make sure you all have access to that so you can be able to watch this video and see more of a detailed explanation. Now, I wanted to explain that the reason for fundamental analysis is because it allows you to understand how the company operates, if they are profitable, and if the company aligns with your values or interests. Now, in this episode, like I said, I'm going to explain the fundamental analysis process of what I, how I go about using that when I'm evaluating and thinking about investing in a company and if you haven't heard episode three I would recommend listening so you can have an understanding of how to structure your investment portfolio so what exactly is fundamental analysis Uh, this is when an investor or an analyst they'll look at the outlook for the industry they're looking at the management of the company so you're looking at the CEO you're looking at the chief technology officer. You may look at the chief financial officer. You're really looking at who runs the company, who works within a company, and learning more about their background. Also, with fundamental analysis, you're looking at the product lines of the company. You're looking at the anticipated introduction of new products. You're looking at the market share of the company. All of these are great fundamental factors that you need to look at when you're using fundamental analysis. Now, the next aspect is looking at the financial statements. Now, usually when you're looking at a financial statement, you're reviewing the balance sheet, you're looking at the income statement and the statements of changes to retain earnings. These allow you to see the company's financial results. A lot of times you also see a statement of cash flows and all statement of cash flows is, is the operating the investing and the financing activities of a company. Now, under the Investment Company Act of 1940, the companies or funds that you invest in are obligated to send financial statements to shareholders semi-annually, which include the income statement for the fund, a balance sheet, and a listing of all holdings in the portfolio if it's a mutual or index fund. Now, as a shareholder, you also have the right to receive annual reports as well. Now, looking at the income statement, the balance sheet, and the listing of the holdings in the portfolio, we're going to go over that shortly. I did want to mention with the statements of changes to retained earnings. uh, Usually, you'll see retained earnings on a balance sheet, and we're going to focus on that at another time. But just so you know what it is, is usually when you see, uh, usually when you see that on the balance sheet, this is simply the money the company has saved for future expenses. Most of the time, when a company pays dividends to the shareholders, they would take it out of their retained earnings, or a company will use their retained earnings for any future expenses that they expect that they're going to have to pay in the uh, in the future. Now, <clears throat> I wanted to go over uh, Striker. Now, Stryker, uh, I've I've went over this with episode thirteen when I talked about a company that has grown uh, within the healthcare industry. Uh, now, Stryker, they're more and they're in the healthcare industry, but specifically they're in the equipment and supplies industry. So, like I mentioned before in episode thirteen, they really help with setting up the medical devices for hospitals. Uh, anything in the medical field, really. So, hospital beds, uh, any type of equipment that the doctors have to use on the patient. Uh, Stryker, they have really created a great technology where they can be able to add value to hospitals from that standpoint. Now, I did want to I did want to mention when it when it comes to the balance sheet. Now, a lot of times when you see the balance sheet, it shows you the company's assets and liabilities for a point in time or you can look at the previous years as well. Now, when you look at the balance sheet, the formula will be assets Minus liabilities equals stockholders' equity or shareholders' equity. The numbers will always balance to this formula when you are looking at a balance sheet. And current assets and current liabilities are due within one year. Now you'll see that on the balance sheet as well. And the current section is important to look at because it shows the liquidity of the company. It allows you to to determine if the company has enough current funds To meet its bills as well as any excess funds for other business purposes. Now cash and short-term investments, you'll see that on there as well. Uh, These are highly liquid and can be turned into cash in three business days or less. Accounts receivable are usually invoices sent by the company for payments that they expect to receive within 30 days. Inventory is another uh, another uh, another thing that you will see on a balance sheet, and this is simply the goods in the company that have not been sold. Now, non-current assets, those are on there as well. And those are long-term investments for which the full value would not be realized within the accounting period. So such as in, intangible assets, which are trademarks or patents, you will see that under a non-current assets section, or you will even see properly plant or equipment under it as well. Now, when you look at current liabilities with a balance sheet, accounts payable you'll see on there, and that is the amount owed to trade creditors of the company. Wages payable is also money that's owed to the employees. So that's on there as well. And that's usually the salaries. Income tax payable is another section that you'll see on the balance sheet, and those are the tax amounts owed to federal, state, and city governments which haven't been paid. So one way you can measure liquidity of a company is you can look at networking capital. Now, Stryker, I'm going to do, and I have done this example on my YouTube video, so I'm just gonna explain through this audio what the networking capital is, but I go into more details in my video of specifically networking capital And I'm showing you exactly how to calculate the ratio in my research process. So I'm just going to explain and give an overview uh, through this podcast. But if you do want to see a visual, uh, please go to my YouTube. Now, with networking capital, this is current assets minus current liabilities. That's the ratio. So when you are using this formula, you can also really have an idea of to see if the company has enough money to cover their bills coming due. And it also shows you the excess of funds that they'll have after all their current bills are paid. So the networking capital formula is a great liquidity ratio. Another great liquidity ratio is, is uh, current ratio, which is current assets divided by current liabilities. And this really shows you the amount of times of the current assets that a company has that's needed to pay their current liabilities. Now let's move forward into long-term liabilities and stockholders' equity. Uh, This is usually the last section that you'll see on a balance sheet, and these are the sources of the capital for the company. So the company raises funds for its operations by selling bonds. They may sell preferred stock and common stock. Long-term debt is funded debt, and is debt that must be paid in more than a year. Now, what I wanted to discuss is when you're looking at specifically this, this formula, when, you, when you're looking at how a company is operating, you can look at the long-term debt and you can also look at the shareholders' equity. And when you, when you take the total of those two different numbers, you're able to look at the total capitalization of the company. So usually when you're looking at the balance sheet, if you add the long-term debt and you also add the total shareholders' equity, that allow you to get uh, a total of the capitalization of a company, which shows you the total it takes for them to operate. Now, let's discuss the income statement next. Now, an income statement, it details all sources of revenue and expenses for the year, and one way with income statements to look at profitability, you can look at what's called a net profit ratio. And what a net profit ratio is, is simply the net income after tax divided by net sales. And this measures the final profitability of the company after all expenses are deducted. Now, if you take that information as far as the net income after tax and the net sales, and you divide it, that gives you a certain percentage of what a company is earning net profit after tax on its sales now I wanted to discuss uh, another another index well an index fund that I'm personally invested in and in kind of how I look at fundamental analysis when I'm looking at an index fund and the name of the fund is Vanguard Total Index Fund. Uh, the ticker is VTI and usually with index index and mutual funds their financial statements are going to look a lot different because you're not investing in a singular stock so rather than seeing the assets and the liabilities and the revenues and expenses with an index fund it's going to show you really the market value and also what each company is doing under that entire index fund so it's a much more larger numbers but you're not going to tend to see like you know revenues and expenses with an individual stock you're not going to see that with uh with a uh, you know an index fund they're going to show you the the amount of shares and they're going to break down all of the sectors when you look at the financial statements and they're going to give you the market value is as, as well now also when you're looking at an index fund they are often going to give you the listing of all the holdings in the portfolio they're also going to give you the country exposure the sector exposure and market capitalization now you also will not see with the index fund you're you're not going to see you know like a a management management team you'll see a team that that runs the mutual fund if it's actively managed but you're not going to see like a CEO of an index fund because it's not an individual stock, so there isn't a CEO of of that index fund. It's more of a, a funding manager. If it's a mutual fund, you also won't see uh, like you know product lines uh, because it's it's not a specific stock. It's it's a bundle of stocks in the fund. So if you do need to look at that information, what I would recommend is you simply can look at the companies in the fund. You can look at all of the listing of the holdings of the companies in the fund. And you can do the research on the individual companies, including the portfolio. And that will give you an insight on, you know, how they're doing, you know, uh, financially and looking at the product lines and different things like that. Now, I know for the Vanguard index fund, it's the passively managed index fund. So that means that it's, it's not actively managed. So there's not a funding manager uh, operating it, which is, is which is good because, the the expense fees are going to be a lot lower. Uh, Also, when you look at the top 10 basket holdings with the Vanguard Index Fund, uh, they have Apple, they have Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, Berkshire, Hathaway, Johnson & Johnson, Visa, and Tesla. And I do my investing personally through Fidelity. Uh, If you do yours through a different brokerage, all brokerage firms, they have their... Their website where you can log in with your personal account and you can look at this information. One thing that's great about the looking at the the holdings in the portfolio, the basket holdings in the portfolio, it breaks down the percentage of what that specific company has in that fund so for Apple in the Vanguard index fund, they have five point three eight percent of the total uh the total fund so another thing that's great is. I'm able to see the the regional exposure, so I'm able to see that okay in North America it's ninety seven point eight nine percent of the stocks are within North America, also with the country exposure, it shows that within the United States it's ninety seven point eighty percent, and I also have a little exposure in United Kingdom as well. Another thing is great when you're using fundamental analysis and you're looking at this. With this index fund, I'm also able to look at the sector exposure. Now, it shows here that with information technology, they have 26.61% in in the specific fund. Healthcare is 14.46% and consumer discretionary is 12.42%. So, you know, it's, it's really good to see that this index fund is mostly in the tech sector. And as you heard from episode 13, how I talked about how the technology sector has been the largest sector that has grown out of all the other sectors in the last 10 years. It's really great to see that this fund is mostly in the information technology sector. Now also, I'm able to see that this specific fund has a blend and usually with a blend, it kind of gives you a mix of multicap and also, you know, core stocks within this fund. So it's it's a great it's a a great blend of everything so I'm getting a little of the large cap you know I'm I'm getting some mid cap so I'm getting a great variety and I'm also able to see my industry exposure as well so I'm able to see a breakdown of like you know uh software is 9.56% technology hardware storage and peripherals is 5.67% so all of this is fundamental analysis you're you're really breaking down you know in the the financials of a company you're looking at the the listing of the basket holdings of an index or a mutual fund you're looking at the income statement you're looking at the balance sheet uh, all of this information is going to give you great insight when you're making an investment decision because uh, before you invest in any company it's it's greatly important to do the research and make sure that you understand the foundations you understand the principles and you understand the fundamental analysis when you're investing in the company. So that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. I, I thank you so much for you all for tuning in. Uh, please continue to uh, share the podcast, uh, continue to take the information, uh, educate your family and friends with the information, pass this information along, and please listen to the YouTube video. I go more into detail and I'm actually showing you the financial statements of Stryker corporation, the financial statements of Vanguard Total Index Fund. And I'm also even writing out the formulas for you guys and showing you the ratios so you can see how I'm getting to the numbers of, of what I've discussed. So, you know, definitely tune in to that. Uh, and as always, continue to um, contact, you know, give me feedback if you all have any any questions, any concerns, any uh, any information that you uh, need for me to be able to help you uh, engage and learn more when it comes to investing. So I want to tell you all, thank you so much for, for tuning in to another episode of The Principal's Experience, and take care.